conscious neural interference. You are receiving this broadcast as a dream. We are transmitting from year 1999. You are receiving this broadcast in Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Savage of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. And I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Doing pretty good. Uh, bit of uh, some snow squalls going on uh, outside this afternoon after we just got like a foot dumped on us last weekend. Yeah, this was just a dusting. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was a dusting. Like our all of our mid-south branches like shut down for like the entire week because there was like four inches of snow, which in fairness, they have like no idea like how to like maintain or treat their roads. No, and they run out of de-icer. Yeah. So we were stuck in Charlotte for a bit. Our bags were stuck there for more than a bit. So we <laughs> got to Tennessee and actually Jenna got her bag. It, it was a long week but yeah they are not equipped to handle snow so sorry but guys. did you have a good did you have a good vacation though i wasn't working there you go there i go uh so i say let's just get right into this episode before we start talking about snow i'm pretty sure people are tired about hearing us talk about snow so this is a very special episode near and dear to my heart actually uh very excited so this is a great story about john michael osborne he was born on December 3rd, 1948 in Marston Green, Warwickshire, England. We're talking about the Prince of Darkness, Ozzy. No? So, uh, I feel like I have the wrong notes again. <laughs> no, we're talking about John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. So, of course, I did a little bit of recipe. And this one, like... Jeremy was saying, I could have done apple crisp with Oreos crushed on top, but that's disgusting. So I went with something a little, actually more disgusting. This is a recipe for disaster. Okay. I did an anti-God Junior. So basically it's a little bit of Midori, some whiskey. Now that made it too dark, so I lightened it up with... Liquid death, with is just fancy water, but liquid death comes very, it's very relevant to this movie. And then a little bit of lime juice. You could garnish this with a lime. I did not garnish it. But here, look at that. It looks just like in the movie. Uh, if I just yeah. swirl it around. A little bit of cloudiness, but yeah. Okay. And for the recipe portion, during the whole movie... There was a phenomena, and it was usually shown. I couldn't get ants. There were a lot of ants in this movie. There are also worms and other ants. type of critters. So what I'm going to enjoy here are some crispy critters. Can we 
Can we get that? Here, let me take one out of the bag. I feel like the cellophane is too shiny for it to register on camera. Oh, I can't do that little guy. I got to do a big one. Okay. You see that there, Jeremy? I see it. Yep, I see it. Cheers. Cheers. They say we'll all be eating crickets and insects in the future. I mean, sure people do it now. Oh, thank God for this. <laughs> it didn't taste horrible. It was just so dry. Like maybe if they... So this is sour cream and onion crickets. I feel like if they did buffalo, you know, tossed them in some sauce, could have been pretty good. I'll actually try that later, and uh, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, you'll have to. The uh, Anti-God Junior is actually pretty good. The Anti-God Junior. Fans of the dead. Okay. Master of Horror, John Carpenter. Halloween, The Thing directs this terrifying battle between humankind and ultimate evil. A group of graduate students and scientists uncover an ancient canister in an abandoned church. But when they open the container, they inadvertently unleash a strange liquid and an evil force on all humanity. As the liquid turns their co-workers into zombies, the remaining members realize they have released the most unspeakable of horrors, Satan himself. I mean, it got unleashed on like four people. It was the fairness. implication of the unleashing. Okay. You know, if you don't put the, the cap back on the canister, I think we would have all been fucked. Uh, so thus paving the way for the return of his father, the all-powerful anti-god. Terror mounts as the last two members of the team must fight to save an innocent world from a devilish fury that has festered for over seven million years. Who kept those candles burning for that long? I was thinking the same thing. It's like somebody had to maintain those and like change them out and all sorts of stuff. They were magic candles. You know, God brings the light and he must bring a lighter. And plenty yeah, of wax. So. Yeah. I, I I guess so, but... There are some holes in the plot. Also known as the plot is kind of like Swiss cheese. Yes. All right. So here we go. So I didn't actually realize that this was part of, like, a trilogy? So it... Or, right. I mean, his in his own, like, it's, mind, I guess? Yeah, it's the uh, the apocalyptic trilogy. Yeah, like the thing, this, and then in the, the mouth, mouth of madness. Man. Yeah, why didn't we do the thing? <laughs> somebody picked Prince of Darkness. Yes. Well, I I'd never seen it. You'd never seen it. And I thought exactly. It was no, I yeah, and so, yeah. here we go. It's a John Carpenter movie. Yeah. So why not? You know, give it a whirl. And whirl we did. It was a whirl. All right, so Prince of Darkness, 1987, directed by John Carpenter, written by John Carpenter. Uh, I would sorry. like to say this was actually written by Martin Quartermass. 
That's John Carpenter's alias. Apparently, he didn't want a writing credit or he couldn't have a writing credit for some reason. Oh, there are crickets everywhere. So, starring Donald Pleasance, Lisa Blount, Jameson Parker, Victor Wong, who you might have seen in lots of things. Tremors. Just saw him in Tremors yesterday. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Owner of the general store. Went down with the ship, so to say. Walter? No, Walter was the Asian, the other, the younger guy. But anyway. All right. So, basically, movie opens up. There's Father... I forget the name. Was it Father Carter or something like that? Uh, he's he's laying in his bed. Obviously, doesn't look too well. He's got like this like this little trinket box that he's kind of holding on his chest. Uh, but he has a meeting with his eminence that he uh, is not about to make. No, he misses that meeting. Yes, he does. Uh, I believe this is he also slept where in. We... <laughs> yeah, uh, we also meet Donald Pleasance here, where his his uh, credit is literally priest. That's it. He's just priest. Just priest. Why bother with the name? You know who he is. It cuts over to, there's, we meet the quantum physics class that has Brian, Catherine, Kelly, Walter, basically everybody that's going to go on this journey of trying to fight Satan's son. With science. With science. He blinded me with science. Yeah, so Brian has taken a, a little bit of an interest in Catherine. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did too. I like Catherine, although I also kind of liked Susan. Yeah, so Catherine was played by Lisa Blunt, right? Correct. Yeah, I uh, just read that. I did not know that she was dead. Yeah, that was that was uh, kind of sad to read. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not. She was 53. Yeah. It was 14 years ago, I guess. Yep. They kind of go quickly back for looking for the nun goes to look for Father Carlton. He's gone. He apparently died. And Donald Pleasance, well, just, I guess, just priest. I don't know. It's got to be a better thing to call him than just priest. I think uh, that works. Grabs his, he's, there's a journal there that uh, says, he reads a line that says, the sleep, the sleeps awakens, the sleeper awakens, I'm sorry. I have witnessed his strings. So kind of cryptic, but he was a member of the Brotherhood of Sleep. The Brotherhood of Sleep, yes, which apparently, if you're in close quarters, you have the same dream. Yeah, that's a thing. Professor Byrak shows up with his little well, his big suitcase just kind of like stares off at, at the sun, which I don't think you're supposed to do. They tell you not to stare at the sun. Yeah, well, he was noticing that the moon was like a crescent moon right above the sun. Yeah. Which can't really happen. So it's symbolic. A lot of this people start noticing this in the movie. It is the symbol of the horned god. So the Wiccan horned god symbol is used to represent the masculine aspect of divinity or the male energy of God. Also symbolic, uh, the tons of ants that are on the ground. Yes, delicious. Put a little bit of sour cream and onion on those suckers. <laughs> or like the other Prince of Darkness, just snort them up. Priest gets his hands on the little trinket box. Uh, apparently there's a, there's a really 
old looking skeleton key type thing. Yes. That looks like it opens a pretty big heavy door. Which it does. So he brings, essentially he brings uh, Professor Byrak down to the basement of this church. And into this, this room, it's like a, like a sanctuary or some sort of sanctuary or whatever, where like there's this big fucking green tube of circulating liquid. I think it was Maduri, whiskey, lime juice, and a little bit of liquid death. I like a good whiskey sour. Before that, uh, Brian's at home watching watching TV. There's like this news thing where there was a uh, a supernova that was discovered. Yep. So so they want you to believe, obviously, that this coincides with the arrival of Satan's son. Yeah, because apparently Jesus was an alien. I, I guess so. And also, this whole time, like we're like ten minutes into the movie, and was it just me? Like the credits were still rolling. They went on for a long time. It was really there was a really lot long. of people working on this. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's like this tube of smoky green looking Midori sour looking stuff. There's this big book that was a, like a lot of the text was rewritten and just like the Bible. <laughs> yeah. It was that the secret can no longer be kept. It was like something like he said. And there was like, there's been changes in the earth. It's a lot of shit. Just biblical shit. Seems Not to be a page turner. No. And um, they basically all find out that Byrak has scheduled, has gathered these groups of students. It was like six of them, I think five or six of them. And they're going to stay at this church for the weekend and use science to figure out what the fucking thing is. Yes, they're going to study the liquid. They brought all their computers. Basically, they set up a lab in the church. Right. They're going to science the shit out of that devil. They are. In the meantime, Mr. Marsh got to uh, got to boff craft, uh, Catherine. That's what happens when you wait for a girl outside of her dorm room and then, hey, do you want to get some coffee? Because coffee is code for fucking. Yes, uh, it is. Hey, do you which want is... extra cream in that? <laughs> hey, <-o. laughs> uh, which is not what Walter is going to be doing because he's bitching the whole entire time that he now has to, like, he can't go on his date or plans he had for the weekend. He incessantly reminds us yeah and he ends up being the biggest bitch of the whole movie but he was a funny bastard though he was funny no he randomly at one point he's just like i have to go to the bathroom now <laughs> but yeah so nobody's telling them what they're doing it's like here bring all your gear set all your shit up and you'll figure out at some point what you're doing yeah so they do a little bit of science they found out that this prebiotic liquid is actually turning into something instead of dissolving or destructing itself. And the guy is very confused about why this is happening. And he basically straight up asks Victor Wong, what the fuck is going on here? Right. And that's when it's like, well, we don't seem to like what we don't agree with. 
hands him a piece of paper. And this actually is from the Bible. What he hands him. So I had to do a little bit of digging because my biblical studies are a little rusty. This is actually from the book of Michael. Chapter 4, verse 20. Yes. I saw a star fall from heaven unto the bottomless pit, and he was cast out as water from the flood, a corporeal embodiment of the Antichrist that will resemble the secret of the ooze. The secret of the ooze? Yeah. At one point, they're like, what is this ooze? I'm like, ooh, nuts. It's going to turn Shredder into Super Shredder. And Bebop and Rocksteady into, I don't know, it was just like two random no, it was like, mutants. It was, it, was, it was random guys. Yeah, just two random mutants. But they made action like, figures of those guys. They did. They absolutely did. They should make uh, action figures of the uh, mutants from this movie. So that is one thing I got to say about this movie. There is some cool ass makeup and special effects. I mean, all, obviously, it's a John Carpenter movie. When that first girl gets splashed. And then, yeah. like, they think she's dead, and she just looks like a burn victim, and she sits up. Like, I believe that was one of the hundred scariest moments in horror. I believe that that made the list when she sits up and she just looks at the camera. And like, tell like, you, like the makeup in this was fantastic, though. Yeah, yeah, really good. And uh, let's also not forget that uh, Frank is uh, the one of the visual effects guys. Oh, nice. It was a Robert Grasmere or something like that. He he was the guy who uh like when they're first getting together, it's it's him, uh the big uh the big the big black guy mm-hmm. and Lomax. Like the three of them were like talking and and everyone seems to say, you know, I'm looking for Susan. Who? You know, the radiologist with glasses. Oh like four times. Four eyes. Dr. Four Eyes, Professor Four Eyes. Yeah, I know who you're talking. So, and then uh, there's this guy, Leahy, who reminds me of Meatloaf. Mm, okay. Yeah, he kind of reminded me of Meatloaf. Wasn't he also in They Live? I think so, yeah. He's been in a, a, a few things. But yeah, they get all their shit Peter, set up. Peter Jason. Peter Jason, yeah. So they bring everybody downstairs. They're showing them this tube of Midori and uh, so you know they're like why don't we just take like a direct sample but the tube is locked from the inside so you can't get at it so what they should have done is brought a brick I mean I feel like that there were some probably something that they could have just smashed it with I mean they were looked like some tall candle holders that were probably like wrought iron or something. Yeah, so we end up finding out this is the son of Satan in liquid form. So it, like, obviously when it comes into contact with humans, you turn into a, a zombie and you try to kill other humans. Yeah. But what would happen if you broke it and then just let it evaporate? Like he's not fully formed yet. Yeah. Let's, let's also... Probably not. It'd probably be like asbestos to breathe. Now, have we come across the uh, the gang of, of homeless people outside led by Alice Cooper? Yeah, this is very cool. So I don't know what was up with Alice Cooper. He had, he had like the palest face I'd ever seen and like tan hands. Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah, so the homeless people start congregating at this congregation, and they just are yeah. standing outside staring. Yeah. Well, one of them, like the bag lady, like goes up to to priest and was just like, I thank you so much for what you're doing, Father. And she's got like a cup of like maggots and whatever other garbage. Yeah, it must have been uh, honeydew and not Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Could be. But yeah, and then I don't remember his name, but there was like a dude with uh, glasses who finds a crucifix with a pigeon on it, like a crucified pigeon. He's like, well, what the fuck is this? And then he gets stabbed by a bicycle by Alice Cooper, which apparently was his actual bicycle that he like used on stage. So this is actually a pretty cool story. So John Carpenter was at an Alice Cooper show. And Alice Cooper's like, I want to be in your next movie. And he goes, yeah, you could be in my next movie if we can use that gag that you did. He's like, okay, cool. And this was actually the best kill in the movie, I thought. It was a great kill. Because uh, he's, like, he's like balancing on the like on the freaking bike, just like. Bleh. Yeah, it was a good was impalement. Pretty, it was a good impalement. But yeah, I guess he he's done that like on his stage show. He does a great stage show. He like gets decapitated. Oh, fun fact! Also, the guy's listening to headphones while he's about to, to get killed, and he's listening Alice to Alice Cooper. Yeah, that's right. Susan from Radiology, you know, with the glasses. Yes. Uh, she lets us know that the she's been carbon dating like the corrosion that's been around the 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 fucking thing, and it dates back millions of years, which I have to call bullshit on. Carbon dating does not go back that far. Just saying. She said like she said like seven million years or some some stupid number like that. Yes, it was a long time for that liquid to be sitting. I, I'm sure it's moved around. Obviously, that church wasn't there. <laughs> well, didn't they say it was like buried in the Middle East somewhere or something like that? I don't know. Probably. It was explained at some point. Uh, Lisa is. The one who translates like all this scripture that they couldn't do anything with. Using her Apple 2GS. Yes. Yes. Uh explains that like, I don't know, there's like Satan like Satan is like extraterrestrial, but they're like human like. So basically it's explained as every molecule has a mirror image molecule. So if it breaks down that small, why not greater? God must have a mirror image. The light has the dark. It's duality. So we have this green swirly liquid. Jesus must have been a pink swirly liquid. Makes there, sense. There you go. Makes sense. Uh, well, apparently the green liquid starts dripping up. Which liquids tend to do. Yeah, and create a pool in the ceiling. You know, I get it. Uh, yeah. So so Susan is looking. It, it like hears the dripping. Go. It, it. She sees it's going up, and she takes it right in the face. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. She loses the glasses, and of course, like you know, she gets back up, looking you know, kind of evilish. Yeah, and she didn't need the glasses anymore. She could see. No, she could see. She definitely could see. This was actually pretty funny when um, you know, Walter goes into the other room. Grabs a beer, goes to Lisa, like, hey, you want one? She's like, no. 
Hey, do you know you could pass for Asian? She just like blows out the door. Haha. I don't know. I thought it was funny. I'm a simple person. Yes, you are. Uh, this guy Mullins, he's been looking for Susan. You know, he kind of follows her downstairs to where she kind of creeps up behind him and snaps his neck like a twig. But yeah, like the I guess the machines, like as she got closer to to Mullins, like it, they would start beeping like really, really, really quickly before his neck got twisted like a pretzel. Yeah, the computer was probably saying, "Look out!" But Siri wasn't invented yet, so she couldn't use her voice. Very true. Uh, Calder, that's the uh, that's the black guy. Calder, big dude. So he, Lomax, and Frank, they're outside in the parking lot. Frank's like, this is caca. Like, I don't understand, like, how you're falling for this shit. This is caca. You're out of your minds. This is a joke. This is caca. Yeah. Strong, strong language from uh, Mr. Frank. And so Calder and Lomax go inside. He sees Susan, like, out on the steps. And... This is where the beetles come out and basically eat him. Yeah. Oh, sorry. First, he got stabbed by the bag lady by half a pair of scissors. That would hurt. And I can't imagine those beetles probably going to get all up in there. And yeah. I all mean, the it, infection. It, yeah, and it looked like they were, you know, losing their footing, stepping on all the beetles, too, because there was a lot of them. It was like his hand just, like, falls off. Uh. Let's see what else happened on here. Oh, this is where we see like the dream for the, I believe this is the first time we see the dream where it says, this is not a dream. It says, this is not a dream. We are using your brain's electrical system as receivers. We are broadcasting from the year one, nine, nine cuts off. Yeah. So they, they show the whole dream at the end of the movie. Yeah. But this was actually sampled at the intro of, Marilyn Manson's cover of Down in the Park. Yes. Originally, Tubeway Army, or, you know, Gary Newman's band. So, yeah. So, they're being, everyone in the building is being sent this image through their dreams. Uh, I wonder if Catherine received the dream. I don't think she slept. Interesting. Hmm. She did not sleep. Uh... However, Lisa did try to sleep. In came Susan and spewed green in her mouth. Blech. So now we have two, two green Satan demons. Yes. Or zombies or I don't know what you could even call them. Satan's little helper. Yeah. Uh, so Priest uh, <laughs> breaks this to, to Professor Byrack, who's like, I forgot to mention something and goes into the whole brotherhood of sleep. You know, everyone in the vicinity gets this stupid fucking dream. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, I think it was the one who smashed her elbow. Now like her bruise is looking like a brand. There's like a, I forget what, uh, it's the um, mark of the beast. But it was like something, I forget, what I think it was Catherine. It was like, I saw this in a history book. It's blah, blah, blah. And I forget what it is. It's just a bruise. I bruise easily. I need more iron. Mullins is on the on the ground. So he now, it's like, they're, it's dripping from the fucking ceiling directly into his mouth. 
So he's going to be he's turned like, into do, a, He's trying to do a keg stand. Yeah. So he's fucking going to become a, a green demon. Yeah. So like Kelly's getting really, really tired. Like her arm started, stopped hurting, but it looks like a fucking like brand on her arm. But there's going to be a big meeting in the lab, but she needs to go take a nap. Lisa's fucking typing I live on her Apple computer like over and over and over and over and over. Then so he gets taken out by Catherine and no uh, Susan and Lisa. It was his that way was a little more uh, you know at least romantic. Like he looked like she just like slipped in the tongue a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of the uh, green fluids exchanged. So priest basically tells they're they're telling him like oh like so and so left this person left. I don't know where this person is. He's like, I implore you to stay. Like, is the next forty eight hours are you know important as shit? Important as shit. <laughs> They're important as caca. This is caca. <laughs> caca. It's caca. Uh, like the power goes out. Catherine sees Frank outside, and saying some shit like he's gurgling water. He's like, listen to what I say. Pray for death. And then he just kind of falls apart. And you have Calder who's singing Amazing Grace up and down the hallway before he takes, you know, a piece of wood and stabs himself in the fucking neck. The top is starting to come off the the fucking tube. We're bubbling over. uh, We're starting to bubble over. And all of a sudden, like, Walter finds, like, sees, like, the friggin' like water in the ceiling and just sees it like pouring up and it's coming out of Kelly's like mouth and face. It's just like pouring like fucking straight out of it. Which looked pretty cool. That was actually pretty cool. So like Walter's like startled by Susan and he gets like trapped in this room. Like I don't even know what, what the room was, but he's stuck in there and the front doors like blocked, like they can't get out. Like, nobody can get out. Walter can see across, like, across the hall or whatever, and Kelly's looking like she's pretty prego. And, uh, you know, it turns into morning. Her skin starts to look, like, gooey. And, it, like I said, eventually she just starts to turn into a burn victim. Yeah. Which, again, like, the, the, the practical makeup and stuff like that in this movie was really, really well done. Yeah. When she sticks her hand through the mirror. Yeah. Apparently they drained like a bunch of mercury. Yeah. From like all the hydraulics that that they were using and Mm. like poured it down so she could reach in. Yeah. Pretty cool. Like Calder, like he found like this big mirror. So he starts like laughing in this mirror for like the next like 20 minutes. Like the hobos are just standing outside. Walter's trying to tell fucking jokes like, what does he to, say oh there's like so a jewish mother sees her daughter for the first time in many years getting off a plane and she is next to eight foot tall zulu warrior and she says i told you a rich doctor rich doctor <laughs> It was a terrible joke, but I laughed. I chuckled at that one. It was it was still funny. So Catherine did fall asleep and had the dream. 
by uh, Professor Byrax says nobody can nobody out there can help us. Calder's still at the mirror. Especially when you look outside, it's just a bunch like an army of homeless people just like staring. They're just gawking at the building. And like I said, Calder's still staring at the mirror, laughing. Kelly's uh, basically looks like a full on like burn victim. And apparently she was chosen because she bumped her elbow. She was chosen for some reason. Well, she it was the mark. It was like, wasn't it a birthmark that she claimed was a bruise? Uh, Yeah, I think so. And so Byrak is saying that it's like a form of possession, but, you know, needs like, I don't fucking, I don't fucking know what he needs. Like, he basically just says she's the chosen one to bring back Satan's son mm-hmm. or bring main Satan back. The big well, guy. Satan's son has to be born on Earth so that Satan Sr. can come back eventually. Father's Father Satan, I believe. Yeah. They uh, referred to him as Father Satan. Pop Dukes. Um, <laughs> Pop Dukes. And this whole kind of sequence. So basically, Priest is reading a Bible. Kelly, like, like you said, like one of the freakiest moments in horror history. Like, she like sits up and just like, <laughs> like kind of thing. <laughs> I wish like the that- people at home could see your face. That was classic so like that happens which was freaky which was absolutely freaky and so of course this is where walter starts to like bitch out and he's just like i don't want to die i don't want to die and like you know they're trying to like break out break him out like through the wall they're like they're they're smashing through the wall to get to him and uh like Lisa's chasing him. He finally gets like pulled through, but you know, they're smashing her with bricks and it's like doing nothing. So they throw her out the window and then in comes Susan and she gets flipped out through the window. So we got those two taken care of. And, uh, was it, uh, the priest finds an ax. Like, uh, was it Kelly like finds the mirror that, Calder's like looking at it. he's like oh here's big one because she tried like one of those little like fucking small mirrors like the makeup mirrors and she's like this sucks this is and too it. small I can't get Satan's hand through here so like she breaks that one she finds the big one and so like opens the portal I guess and the priest chops her arm off which apparently doesn't matter nope because, like, shit just grows right back. Chopped her head off. She just put it back on. <laughs> oh, I still need that. <laughs> and then uh, Marsh, like, grabs, like, a two-by-four and starts choking Calder. And then Catherine says, well, fuck it. So pushes her into the mirror and sacrificing herself sacrificing herself and then of course the, like before she can try to get out the priest is like be gone satan and like smashes <laughs> what a, the what a dick and that, i gotta say what an arm on donald pleasance to be able to yeah. throw that axe like that yeah so of course like marsh is pissed because he's like oh my girl my girlfriend that i met yesterday and he That's gives it. like the, the yeah, basically yeah, done. He gives, that was easy. <laughs> well, seven million years, and all we had to do was smash a mirror. Although, like, 
you know, they did show like they pulled like part of his hand out and it looked like it could have been like really cool. Like if they showed like his whole body potentially. Yeah. They probably ran out of budget. I'm guessing so. so they could just get the arm. Yeah. There's, you know, Walter just basically fucking books it. He just runs away. There's, you know, the typical ending medical vehicle scene, you know, there's a bunch of them around and priest is, you know, gives it the, we did it speech kind of thing. It goes to where it plays the dream one more time, but it goes the whole way through and it says it's transmitting from the year 1999. And we see who the black figure is. It ends up being Catherine. Yes, it is Catherine. And then this was actually pretty cool. Like he woke up and he's like, oh, what the fuck? And then turns over and then there's Catherine, like all like burn victim up. Like the all makeuped out. And of course he freaks out again. Wakes up again. Oh, that was just another dream. And then he goes to a mirror and he's he goes to touch the mirror. And just before he touches it, goes to black. Yeah. And the credits. Mm-hmm. So that was a movie. Yes. There's probably a reason why we hadn't seen that movie before. Well, I mean, the, it, it, I mean, the, the, the cover looks pretty, badass. pretty, pretty badass. It's called the Prince of Darkness. I mean, that's a badass title. It's the music's John good. Music is good. The score is good. Like all things point to this being a really good movie. I feel like if this movie was redone, John Carpenter could make this movie today. And I feel like it would be more cohesive. Yeah. Because it's a great idea, you know, taking church and science and kind of working together to solve a problem. That being said, one brain. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to give it one and a half because of like the, uh, like the visual effects, the practical effects. I thought they kind of saved the movie from being kind of like an ultimate disaster. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it one and a half. Cool. And that's, that's, that, that's that. Did you get any feedback? I did not I get much did. on this one. Yeah, I actually, I, I got a couple. One of them, okay, one of them came from Mister Tony Petro. Oh, nice. Yeah, he says I give this a like. I can relate to this one. One drink and watch out. Huh. Uh, Brandon Gregg says like. Michelle French says love this one. Uh, let's see. That was on Facebook. Uh, our buddy Tony Gallagher says, I might watch this tonight. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> it's funny because he, he actually commented to me, too. He goes, this doesn't look familiar. I was asked, you know, who who liked it? Were there any fans? Peter Poole said, excellent. And that's all I got from that. I got on Instagram, I got from Digital Decay, Love It, and Slasher's Gone Wild movie uh, said Wicked Flick. So 
I got a lot of positive, I got a bunch of positive feedback from it. So I apologize to all of you <laughs> that thought this movie was awesome. I think I just, maybe I was thinking it was going to be something else, like more action or I don't know what I, I thought, was thinking. Like, like honestly, like I thought an hour 40 was way too long. Yeah. Like I, I, I sat there, I'm like watching, I'm like, how's, how's this not over yet? <laughs> okay. So, so all of you guys, I apologize. I am sorry. Your opinions do matter. Yes. And that's why we're here doing the movie. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, wish I had some more fun behind the scenes factoids. No real bugs were harmed during the filming of this film. Yeah, a lot of. I don't know if that's the, true. Um, I bet you a lot of bugs died. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of like the behind the scenes, like trivia was not really, I don't know, useful information or like that interesting. Yeah. It's like this person and that person also were in another movie. Yeah, it was like Dennis okay. Dunn, Dennis Dunn, or like the guy who played Walter and Victor Wong have been in like four different movies together. That was basically it. Yeah. I mean, John Carpenter does tend to use people over and over. Yeah. Okay, so horror babe. Horror babe of the month. Maika Monroe, who many people will know from It Follows. Actually, coming out later this year, they follow the sequel. Hopefully that'll be pretty cool. Uh, She was first... Well, I don't know. This is our first paid gig. Was in a Pizza Hut ad. I wonder if we can unearth that somewhere. She's a hmm. professional kite boarder. Besides just being an actress, she actually had her own line of apparel, airbound apparel. She was in one of my favorite movies of 2022, Watcher. That was a yeah. great movie. She yeah, was I in, finally got to that. Yeah. Independence Day, Resurgence, mm-hmm. Greta, Villains, Significant Other. She's in a movie coming out soon called Long Legs, also featuring Nicolas Cage. So definitely looking forward to that. But yeah. Cheers, Cheers to Maika. Cheers. Yeah. So I guess that about wraps this one up. Uh you know, just check us out. We are everywhere. We're uh, check us out on Instagram at Fans of the Dead Podcast, TikTok Fans of the Dead Pod, Facebook Fans of the Dead dot com. Get yourself a T shirt. You want yourself a hat? We'll make you a hat. Oh uh, yeah. PF, the, Re- we're on the whoop, whoop, whoop. Bleh, 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 we're on the Prescribed Films Podcast Network uh, with a bunch of other great shows which always check those out. Yeah. Reach out to us on Twitter or X at fans of the dead one fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com. If you want to tell us why this movie deserved more brains, I would love to hear why you liked it. I would love to hear that. Yeah. I'm probably going to give it another watch to see if maybe going into it, Knowing what type of movie it is, maybe I'll pay more attention. Not that I didn't pay attention, but I don't know. I think I think the bar in my head was set way high. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like where it's being a John Carpenter movie like already sets the bar high. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and 
in fairness, not everybody, like everybody's movies are fantastic. Like it's just 99% of his are. I know. Well, there you go. So yeah. So reach out to us and give us some suggestions for movies coming up. Um, we've got the next couple tangents lined up, but if you have any suggestions, maybe your idea is better than mine. That yeah. would be cool. We'll try it out. But yeah, reach out. Let us know what's up. And as always, have fun. Be safe. Peace. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.